0: sleep. We essentially talked all about that that last episode.
1: Sit waking up at the same time, setting habits, and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, let's go. So the new thing I'm in podcast off. is is planning it out while you're on the air. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> so we we're live, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what I love, Chase? Uh, no. Cheating. Really? <laughs> <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs>
2: So, you uh, know about this? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's uh, well, it's a thing I'm trying to do less of, but I really enjoy cheating, uh, especially if I'm trying to, uh, you know, progress in a particular area, which leads us to today's topic.
2: You know, what's always really helped me in school a cheat
1: sheet. Yeah, it's like here's everything you need to know without all the fluffy crap around it that nobody really pays attention to anyway. Let's cut to the. Chase on ha! this
3: idea, oh, Hot diggity dog. Set, yeah, uh, set him up and spiked it home. I know you love that. How joke. long were y'all here last night? rehearsing? <laughs> <for that?
2: laughs> All right, no, no, beautiful. no. You're giving a four count. Chase.
1: <laughs> no, Chase. that was early. <laughs> Do it again. So uh, we're talking today about maybe a little broader topic. Uh, our last episode, we were discussing morning routines, kind of really focusing on that one part of everyone's day. And I think we should probably make a note that we're now another episode has released and Chase still hasn't made it into. You, don't know, <laughs> that. you don't know that. <laughs> We, there's no time. We're going to leave that joke there. Oh, okay. Uh, so, but today we're talking about healthy living. It's been a huge emphasis inside of Coyote CrossFit over the past number of months, being able to detail this out, helping our member base wrap their minds around what it means to actually live a healthy lifestyle, focus on uh, not just one thing, but all of the correct things and to do them well. So... Uh, pdf has actually been designed as something you can access uh, via the google machine but we're going to roll through it today i love that joke still haven't stopped we're going to roll through it today and uh, hunter's actually going to walk us through we'll have a little bit of back and forth about Particular ones that I think are are easier, more difficult for us. Just to let people know that all this stuff isn't necessarily easy to do, but Hunter, you would say is necessary uh, to have a healthy life.
3: Yeah, so this is basically from an article that I wrote a while ago, uh, 13 Rules for a Healthy Life. And so we kind of condensed it down into a PDF form and then a, a healthy living cheat sheet, like a one page that you could print off and put on your on your refrigerator and, it, and some people have told me they've already printed off and put on their refrigerator and been looking at it. So that's really cool. But we just wanted to create something that was kind of easy for you to uh, to keep up with and uh, get make sure you staying on the right track and keep keep a constant reminder. So it's kind of broken down into four categories, eat, sleep, move and relax. So we'll is, is your lobster rule? Is that in the in the first one? Eat lobster?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. just like Peterson. <laughs> you can put a lobster rule yeah, in there. Yeah. yeah, so this is inspired. I like how from, you won
3: up Peterson. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is inspired from Jordan Peterson. I was trying to do twelve, but then. So this I was wait, but we, if we are if, lobsters. if
2: yeah, if we are the lobsters, <laughs> are we? cannibals uh, i'm confused how about I don't how know. this whole circle Well, it
1: depends on it if your shoulders are back and how much testosterone you have but <laughs> well, there's no time yeah, okay. all right so we're starting with that you have 13 you tried to make it 12 but you just there was couldn't do it i couldn't do it couldn't. what's the one that you couldn't let go you're like no it's too important i can't leave I it mean, out i mean they're all equally important
3: <laughs> <laughs> what an okay. answer oh my
1: gosh what are you running for office <laughs>
0: all right
3: so we're starting with first category which is eat yeah number 1 eat meats and vegetables nuts and seeds Some fruit, little starch, and no sugar. And this is from the CrossFit Prescription for Diet uh, that Greg Glassman came up with so long ago. I don't think anybody's ever put it as elegantly and simply as this. Um, So this is just talking about the quality of food that you're eating. Meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. All right, so I'm with you until we get to the end there. Because sugar's in everything, isn't it? Uh, pretty much, yeah, pretty much everything. if so, you eat out, it is, yeah, yeah,
1: oh my gosh, we're gonna have the restaurant conversation this early on. I want people to keep listening <laughs> <laughs> so you know the but, but to follow this sort of prescription there I think there are a lot of actually restaurants are are catching on to this, people trying to follow a particular sort of diet, but um, they're listed this way in this order for a reason. If you're focusing on the the first part of it, you know, you don't want to jump in there. I guess it would be our suggestion that you're not like hey, I'm going to today remove all sugar from my diet because yep. you basically have to throw everything in your pantry out. Yep. Uh, but you want to start with including some meats and vegetables and making a, a pretty plate and all those sorts of things. But, yeah, if you think about it this way, it's, it, it sounds like a lot of things, but really if you pay attention to these things in order, everything kind of falls in line. Yeah. So, Sweet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, eat better. No, but it, look, it's a little more difficult than, than we care to admit here because, you know, there's just patterns, um, definitely nutrition patterns that we've set up. Uh, but that leads us to number two, right?
3: No, so, number two is make protein the base of every meal. Um, and so, um, what we've seen is that most of our members that come in are not getting enough protein. Protein is what your body's going to use to build muscle, which is. Um, you know a great sign of health in your body um, it's going to speed your metabolism up it's going to protect your bones and joints it's going to make you healthier so muscle is what we want um, we need to make sure we're getting enough protein um, so protein needs to be the base of every meal so whenever you're picking your meals out uh, the first choice needs to be what's my protein and then you build everything else around it so we I think we probably
1: need to pause enough time right here uh, most people we'll read this and say, okay, well, I, I eat a particular amount of protein. I'll just drink the rest. Yeah. We need to go back to this discussion, right? Because, you know, and, and although we can do this now because blender bottle is not a sponsor of this uh, fitness podcast, uh, but yeah, y- that's right. <laughs> yeah. But eating it is better than drinking it. Is that a good, a good way to yes. think about it? Yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. There's, there's just, there's so much more benefit to, uh, to eating it from a, uh, satiety standpoint, keeping you fuller longer, keeping, um, uh it's kind of like you know you keep stoking the fire you keep keep the metabolism uh metabolism revved up and um so i always try to try to tell people to eat as much of the protein as you can
1: okay so i think that's a good piece of clarity there let me ask a question something i'm curious about because i've heard this floating around a, a lot of different places actually is your consumption of protein linked to being more or less sore is that how that works
0: it can you know if you if you consider the fact that um your your muscles are made out of you know out of proteins or out of you know amino acids and when you ingest protein you are breaking that breaking the food down into amino acids so it's essentially if your muscles are sore the structure has been broken down right and if you are not giving the body the materials to rebuild you're going to stay sore, longer. Longer. more sore, longer.
3: Yeah. I think that's helpful. I always give the analogy of uh, uh, bricks, uh, protein are like the bricks. So if you're building like a, a brick building um, and you want to make something uh, room bigger, first thing you got to do is tear the wall down. Well, then you got to have bricks to rebuild it. But if you don't have the bricks to rebuild it, then it's just going to stay it's torn down.
0: much harder to build a brick building without bricks. Yeah, yeah. Man, so, so, yeah. It, Somebody right there I think down. if
3: you're not getting enough protein, it's definitely going to affect your soreness. And that's why people can... Uh, start drinking protein post-workout, um, and it's going to help with their soreness and recovery.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously it's really hard to to eat a piece of chicken within 30 minutes of working out. Yeah. So. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some guys that are like, it's in their gym
3: bag. The, yeah, the benefit of having the protein post-workout is that it's faster absorbing, so it gets in your muscles faster. But the rest of your, rest of your meals, um, you should try to make uh, base. And another reason for that is that so you're not just eating a whole bunch of carbs and fat with every meal that's really going to spike your calories, spike your insulin levels, and your body's just going to store the excess energy as fat, um, instead of getting a lot of calories from protein, which your body's going to use to rebuild, uh, muscle. So that does lead us to number three though, correcting a huge misconception
1: is that consumption of fat is necessary.
3: Yeah. So eat enough fat and carbs to support activity levels, but not body fat. Um, and so what that means is basically fat and carbohydrate are energy sources. Uh, it's basically fuel fat is your, uh, slow burning energy source and carbohydrate is your fast burning energy source. Um, and so you want to eat enough to support your workout and your activity level throughout the day and your brain function, all that type of stuff. But if you eat too much of it, your body's going to store, um, fat. And so you want to eat enough to, so where you have energy, but not too much, to um, so where you're going to store it as fat, which is which is tricky, um, and figuring out how to do that. Yeah, tricky, but worth the battle. And the answer is not I'm going
1: to you know go buy everything that's fat free and reduced fat and all that, and mm-hmm. have this really active lifestyle and think yeah. that things are going to go all right. That's just not a good prescription. I think
0: the huge takeaway from that uh, from that rule right there is, or what I would want people to take away from it is that. Fat does not make you fat. Carbohydrates do not make you fat it is it comes it comes down to it comes down to the amount you can get fat quote I'm using air quotes there off of any type of any type of food if you eat enough of it mm-hmm. and um so it's it comes down to people always want to ask me I just need somebody to tell me exactly what i'm supposed to eat and exactly how much i'm supposed to eat wow that'd be great wouldn't it <laughs> if i could just tell you <laughs> yeah we're still trying to figure that out yeah but good. but yeah. it is a um you know it takes a lot of a lot of experimentation and a mm. lot of uh, you know it i just and i cannot stand it when people just try to
1: demonize a source of food yeah yeah that's how ha- that happens a lot though i mean yeah man, and it's probably connected to to Cutting Money out
3: it. one macronutrient completely is never a good idea, in my opinion. Yeah, no. um, good call. But if you'll notice uh, in the order that we post it, the first, number one is the quality of food, and then number two and three are quantity of food. So we're, we're saying focus on the quality, eating the right types of foods, and then focus on the quantity of foods um, as opposed to the opposite. So that's kind of what we're talking about for healthy
1: yeah, that makes sense to think about it that way. Number four, I will admit to you, I've tried to take this challenge since January 1, and, man, I've I've failed more days than not. I'm usually failing at about probably 80%, 75% of the number. That last 25 is difficult, and uh, along with my waking up early, I was waking up like six
3: times in the middle of the night. Yeah, This 100 ounces of water, that's a big deal. So yeah, number four, drink 100 ounces of water a day. So a lot of people say – uh, drink a gallon of water a day, but I just I just made a hundred ounces because I think that's a good even number. Um, it's kind of easy a to track. A gallon's pretty daunting. Yeah, <laughs> a gallon is daunting. And what you'll see is if you are actually tracking it, and it you'll learn pretty quickly that if you're not getting in through the day and you have to drink it at night, then you get up to pee a lot. You'll start being better about drinking it more during the day. So no you kidding. Don't, so you're not peeing in the middle of the night. Yeah. But um, this is one of the things that you can do to immediately give you more energy levels, make everything run better, clear up your skin. make you sleep better. Um, it's, there's so many things that, that benefits that come from being hydrated. And I think the majority of people walk around in some form of dehydration every single day. Um, especially if you're drinking a lot of coffee or something, um, Make sure you're getting enough water. You know, I don't know the, the percent of how much your body is of water, but it's large and it's, it varies depending on if you're male or female and how your body composition is. But it's a large percentage, and every process of your body works better when you're hydrated. Yeah, yeah. male is roughly 60 percent, female roughly 55. So. Yeah,
0: and yeah, and, and you and you said it there. Like, if somebody is wanting to you know do something like uh, on either side of the spectrum, they want to lose weight or they want to gain. Uh, they want to gain muscle. In order for those processes that, that need to they need to occur for that to happen, they will they will look, they will run if you, if you want to say much more optimally if you are hydrated if you are taking the water so if you're eating healthy and training that's great but if you're not um, if you're not staying hydrated you're not going to get the results as fast as you would like to.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I think this is the one thing for me over the past two months. It's made the biggest difference in how I feel when I'm in the gym mm-hmm. is if I'm hydrated or not. But uh, you know, especially I think we should say at this time of year we're recording this winter time, it's a little harder even to make sure that that's happening because you're not hot yeah. and just driving driving to drink. You're yeah. um, you're a little slower to pick up that water bottle. I want to I want to say can I say one last
0: thing on yeah. this the eating yeah. part. I think one of the biggest mistakes that people try to make if they want to make some kind of change to their uh, to their nutrition is uh, they try to they look at they look at that, okay, they look at these rules, and they think the first thing they think is everything they have to cut out. How about the first thing be what can I put in mm. okay it's a good shift am I you know am I making protein the source of every meal? No, so let's make sure that we're adding in the right amount of protein. am, am I eating um, you know vegetables at three meals at three meals out of
3: the day let's just add that in first before you start worrying about cutting things out yeah if you if you add if you make a lean protein source. And veggies, the source of every meal, the, the main part of every meal, you're going to eat fewer calories uh, just by the fact that you're eating more uh, fiber-rich, dense foods that are going to fill you up and keep you fuller longer and that's going to be healthier for you. And so you're, you're going to eat fewer calories and without tracking it or not, you're, that's going to happen. So um, that's a good point.
1: That makes sense with your uh, the way you talk about habits. You don't take habits out. You have to replace habits. Mm, yeah. So, you know, approaching your nutrition that way. Uh, the same way would be great. So that gets us through eating, which I'm assuming you put that at the top because that's usually the big trouble spot. Yeah. That's the thing you need to face first. Then we move into sleep. You got two rules for that.
3: Yeah, so sleeping, um, if you're not getting enough sleep, it doesn't matter what you're doing. um, It's not going to work. Number one, sleep eight hours a night. Um, There's no excuse for anybody not to get enough sleep. Uh, No matter how busy you are, you can make time uh, to get to sleep. If you're, you know, different people function differently with different amounts of sleep, but eight is a good good number to shoot for, for just about everybody. Um, you're going to feel better. You're going to have more energy. Everything's going to work better. Um, that's the base. And so if you're chronically not getting enough sleep, everything is going to be affected.
1: You know, I think something people don't think about with the eight hours of sleep is that if you increase your sleep, as we talk about a lot, the hours before midnight, it keeps you away from a lot of these other things that you do deep into the evening, like drink too much and eat too much mm-hmm. and do things that are not productive in your life. I mean, Netflix dominates from 10 o'clock to midnight, I'm sure, in so many homes. So it's it's the benefits here multiply really quickly because if you're asleep, then you're not having – uh, that extra beer or that extra cocktail you know or doing something that doesn't drive you towards your goals you're asleep you know your
3: body's recovering. Mm-hmm. Also, I think you sleep you get better sleep before midnight than after midnight. so I've heard people say that uh, every hour before midnight is or two after. Um, so that's a good general rule if you're going to bed earlier and waking up earlier, your sleep is going to be higher quality. but I think in general eight you know that's not that's not doable for, mo- for some people so. If you shoot for eight hours a night consistently, I think you'll notice a big difference. So this next one, speaking of consistency, sounds very specific. What do you have in mind there? So wake up at the same time every day. That's basically taking advantage of your body circadian rhythm, getting in a routine, uh, teaching yourself that you wake up at the same time every single day. You're going to be able to wake up and attack the day as opposed to if you sleep till 10 one day, seven the next day. 11 the next you know you're never getting routine your body's never going to be able to get reach start getting homeostasis and you're not going to be able to focus on other things so waking up at the same time every day so you can you can start developing a routine
1: what's that Tommy was there a niner in there homeostasis <laughs> yes what is, I think I know what that means so like stability or that's the rhythm part right yeah, yeah that, that makes sense so I, I talked to a guy a couple of days ago who actually works for a car manufacturer and uh he works shift work but even on the days that he doesn't have to be in he wakes up at the same time he said just makes it easier on the days that i have to wake up at that yeah. time to not break that cycle so i've i've kind of incorporated yeah, that too yeah
0: that's a, and that's rough too for people with a uh, shift work i was listening to a podcast with ben bergeron and there, there's a uh they were like a, just a, answering random questions from like social media and somebody asked what advice would you give to uh somebody who works uh, shift work Who's trying to be uh, competitive in CrossFit? And, and told him get a new career. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That makes that sounds honest. Yeah. Yeah. So there's only two rules uh, surrounding sleep, but they're that's kind of all that's that's necessary. They're pretty challenging, but but yep. essential. Then we uh, take our next step into categories here. Move right. Three rules yep. around move. Yeah. But yeah. Funny,
0: funny how you know in terms of priority, exercise fell third
3: outside yep. of uh, eating and uh, eating and sleeping yeah. yeah by funny you mean by intentional p- yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh, number 1 is exercise every day and this doesn't mean get out and go to the gym every day but what it means is move around you know go for a walk just get your blood flow and just move your our, our bodies are meant to move and they, they do better when we're moving. And so that can be as, as simple as parking at the back of a parking lot and walking instead of circling three times trying to find a spot right up front or taking your dogs for a walk or going for a bike ride with your kids. Just get outside and, and move your bodies, and, and you'll, you'll feel better um, if you're exercising
1: every single day. One thing I thought about reading this, I was reading it at home. As you guys provided the download. Um, the tech neck, you know, you're not talk about that a lot. You get the tech neck, just the shoulders roll forward. I mean, you just, even walking around, you look, there's a keyboard sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's all sorts of research now about even time in front of a keyboard is more productive. If you get up from that keyboard and get your blood flowing, yep. you even have more, you know, a clearer mind, better thoughts, more creativity. Just a good rule there. You could even incorporate that into your work day. If you're one of those people that's stuck at work for nine hours a day. You could work it in there.
0: I talk to a lot of people who have who have a lot of issues with shoulder mobility and um, and T spine mobility in our gym, and um, you know most of the most of the time those people do have a have a desk job where they are at a desk most of their day, and I try to tell them to uh, you know just set a alarm on their phone where every hour they get up for five minutes and they just you know stand up, pull their shoulders back, you know move their arms around, and Get blood flow and just give the body at least a little bit of a break from that position.
3: Yeah,
1: I had this one kind of magical time in my life <laughs> last year where things were going well at the beginning, and I did exactly that. And I mm-hmm. also had Ziploc bags packed with uh, healthy carbs, so I was I'm up, I'm walking around. I do a lot of writing for my job, a lot of thinking, trying to put words together. And man, I was so much more productive taking those breaks, getting those those carbs, those snacks in. And uh, especially before lunch. So a lot of these things, Hunter, you would say they could all kind of, they could integrate. It's not yeah. like you have to take them, yeah. do this and then do that and do this. Yeah.
3: To, you can wake, make them work together. It definitely can uh, be integrated, but you're exactly right. If you get up and move around and take a break, you're going to be so much more productive than when you actually are working.
1: Yeah, so in this category of movies we say exercise every day. That doesn't mean be in the gym no. or in the box every day. But then uh, number two inside of this category is um, more specific to making sure that you show up at a location.
3: Yeah, so perform constantly varied functional movements at least four days a week so a uh, couple couple things to note in that. Uh, CrossFit is constantly varied functional movement at high intensity. Now I took the high intensity piece out because um, some days you just can't go at intensity and it's going to be relative to you. Some days you're just going to go in there and get a good workout in without killing yourself and intensity varies from person to person. Like what what's intense for me might, might not be intense for you and so Um, I took that piece out. If you feel good, go hard. If you don't feel good, just, just go in there and get a workout in. Uh, but don't, don't overdo it. If you try to go hard every single day, even if you, um, even if you don't feel good, that's a recipe for, um, injury and, and breakdown and burnout. And so this is the healthy living cheat sheet, not the compete at the CrossFit games cheat sheet. And so if you want to be healthy, good point. uh, if you want to be healthy, you need to pay attention to your body and go hard when you feel good. And if you don't, don't, um, And so the constantly varied functional movements, I mean, obviously we're big proponents of CrossFit. We think it's the best way to exercise. It gets the fastest results. It's the most fun. So functional movements are movements that our bodies are meant to perform. Um, They're mirrored outside the gym um, and constantly varied. You're always doing something different. Routine is the enemy. Um, And then the four days a week piece, what we found is that fourth day is the tipping point um if you work out 4 days a week you're working out more days than you're resting if you're working out 3 days a week then you're resting more days than you're working so we want people eventually to work up to 4 days a week at least where they where they're working out at the gym and like i said maybe one or two of the, those days you might push yourself really hard and maybe the other two or three days you're you're getting a workout but you're not killing yourself
0: and i would uh and i would uh, kind of back that up with this if somebody you know somebody comes in and they've just you know they're having a really rough day and they're like man i'm just not feeling it and i tell them you know well, okay well just look just get through the motions today and if you feel better tomorrow you can come in and hit it hard I'm like well, i mean if i'm not if i'm not going to come in here and go hard then you know then you know what what's the what's the point like, well if you come in here and go hard when you're not feeling it you burn the candle at both ends eventually you're going to burn out mm. and you know well how can i make it where i can go harder in here more often well refer back to eat and sleep yeah yeah Yeah. if you're not
3: doing that you're not gonna be able to and one other point on this we have three tracks for our for our class we got the fitness track the performance track and the competition track and i've been changing what workout i do based on how i feel like there's been some days that i felt really sore and beat up that i did the fitness track because i was like i'm not lifting any heavy weights today i'm not doing any high skill movements i'm just coming in i'm going to get a good workout and i'm going to leave now my goal is not to compete anymore so i'm not doing the competition my goal is to be healthy and so I'm I'm basing what I'm doing. Most of my workouts are performance because um, I still want to you know do stuff outside the gym and perform. Um, but I'll, if if there's a competition workout that looks fun, I'll do that. Especially since I'm going to be doing the open, I need to be practicing a few of those movements. But there's some days that I'm just I'm not feeling it, and I do the fitness workout, and I don't kill myself. I get a good workout in, and uh, and I call it a day. And so that's that's one way you, for people members of our gyms that's one thing you can do if you're feeling if you're used to doing maybe the competition you just feel really beat up one day maybe you drop it down and do the performance um, and do a little bit of lighter weight so that you can can perform uh, better the next time does that make sense
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense I, know, I don't want to spend too much time here but this will actually work for me this week our Wednesday workouts have been a little more lengthy aerobic aerobic based and I was going into it and I actually was I was the last guy to finish in my class which I don't remember the last time that's happened. Uh, but I determined before the clock started to count down, I, I realized as I was sitting there how I was feeling, I slept less than five hours the night before mm-hmm. uh, for reasons I couldn't control. I'm like, man, I can't pretend like that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. I got to make sure that I'm doing this workout in a way that in that order, I had my eating correct, but the sleep was off. So when the fitness comes in at third, I got to make sure those other, you got to take yeah. those into account. And there's nothing weak about that.
0: Yeah, yeah. oh yeah, You have to be honest with yourself.
1: Yep. For so, sure. all right. So that uh, we get down to move, and then this
3: last one, man, everybody's gonna cringe when you say this. Stretch every day. Uh, the biggest issue we see with just about everybody is their lack of mobility. Especially as we get older, we sit more and more at a desk. People can't people can't stand up without their shoulders hunched over. They can't put their arms over their head without arching their back. They can't squat without their chest coming down. That's just a recipe to be injured and hurt and sick over time. So you have to stretch. Um, look at Look at dogs. They stretch every morning the first thing they wake up. You know, lions, the first thing they do is stretch when they wake up. We need to be stretching. And that can go along with that get up and move um, when you're working uh, every hour and stretch for five minutes and get blood flow. But that's going to keep you healthy, keep you uh, you moving, and uh, keep you uh, functional for a lot longer and being able to work out for a lot longer.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Here's what people should do. Just get a PVC pipe at your house. Come on. Every time I pick one of those up at the gym, I'm like, why don't I have one of these? You got a, you got a broomstick. Yeah, get a bro- anything. anything. So, yeah, that's, that's a great advice. And there's actually a lot of things to follow online now about stretching that are free resources. So then we get to the last one. I think everybody's really appreciative of this, but probably it's the one that people neglect the most. Uh, calling back on our last episode. Number one, the relaxed category, get outside 30 minutes a day.
3: Yeah, uh, getting sunlight. So many people are vitamin D deficient. They're not getting enough sunlight. Um, so that's one benefit of getting outside, just getting some sunlight on your skin, getting that vitamin D. And then also it's gonna help you keep you grounded, keep you relaxed. You know, we, we get so caught up in the frantic day-to-day stuff that getting outside and taking a walk, take your dogs for a walk, just look at the, look at the trees, look at nature um, slow everything down. Um, and that's a great way to, uh, keep you, your cortisol levels down, your stress levels down.
1: And that's really connected to the second one here, which is breathe, right? That's what you're out for.
3: Yeah. Fine. Fine. Take deep breaths. Don't take shallow breaths. Most people live shallow and uh take deep diaphragmic breathing if you can take five to ten minutes, some people like to meditate um Chris likes to do deep breathing before he sleeps whatever the case may be learning to breathe properly um same thing lower stress levels lower uh, cortisol help you recover better uh keep you relaxed and grounded
0: i've been i've been doing uh, I've, I've experimented a little bit a little bit too i have a uh um little Finger, uh, finger monitor that, uh, that, that'll test like uh, like resting heart rate and stuff like that. And like sometimes, what I'll do sometimes is uh, if I'm walking around the house, I'll put it on, see what it is, and sit down and see how long it takes me to get it back down to normal just by, just by breathing. And with more practice, it it comes down quicker and quicker every time I do it.
1: Man, there seems like there'd be a lot of transference between that and the middle of a workout because Mm -hmm. you know breathing just oh absolutely it's it's a workout killer. You know, I I reminded myself yesterday before we started that shoulder to overhead. Don't hold your breath. Just have Sam follow you around. (laughs) Don't hold your breath. Right. (laughs) All right, so the third one, this is a pretty broad thing, so we need some clarity around this wrapping up the list here shortly. Rest,
3: what do you mean by that? It means you need to take time away and recharge your battery. Um, one day a week, you need to not be, not be doing any work-related activities, not thinking about work, um, putting it away, not going to the gym, just re- relax, rest, recover. There's a reason that Sunday is a rest day. Um, the, we need to relax. If you don't take time away and rest and relax, um, you're going to burn out, and you're not going to be as productive. There's a story of two, um, two, two different groups that left for the Oregon Trail way back in the day. One of them stopped every Sunday to rest. The other one didn't. The one that stopped every Sunday to rest got there way before the one that worked every single day. So just keep that in mind. I mean, that that exe- exemplifies itself in pretty much every area. The person who takes time to rest is going to actually be more productive in the long run. That also goes in for take vacations. Go on more you know go on a couple of weeks if you can take a couple of weeks off and go somewhere get away from it all that's going to give you a lot more perspective and i promise you you're going to be much more productive when you are working than if you're just trying to work all day every single day and never take any rest yeah that makes a lot of good
1: sense most people just aren't living that way but maybe with this list that uh that number that percentage is going to grow the last one is actually one that I've uh, I've taken to heart, and I think it's a good one. Have fun, have fun. That tends to drop when that competitive spirit kicks in. Yeah, the fun goes away. But you're saying make sure that's in there.
3: Have fun. Remember, it's not that big a deal. It's not that serious. What happens in the gym right now, you won't care about in a week. What most of the things that we worry about right now, will not affect us at all in a month, in a year, in five years, in ten years. You know, some think back to when you were growing up. Some of the things that you're so worried about, like you thought the world was ending, like they don't even matter at all anymore. So just remember, um, to have fun. Don't think, take things too serious, keep it light. And that's going to keep your stress down and keep you, um, enjoying life. You say from your perspective, Chris, that
1: there's a lot of that going on inside of fitness. I'm not talking about just particularly our gym, but you know, you have an up close view there that's, a lot of people are stunting their progress because they're just taking things too seriously.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we are trying to we're trying to build a culture in our gym where we where this is it's the best hour of everybody's day when they come in. So we're trying to we're trying to keep it light, and that's why we kind of structure the the class the way we do is to give people an opportunity to come in, speak to one another, and you know, just kind of um. Put their uh, put their guards down a little bit, and you know, just kind of remember that this is a fun place to be, and uh, that'll let them go into uh, go into the workouts with a lot less baggage, and just be able to go harder and ha- and um, be more proud of what they've accomplished, and uh, not worry so much about like you know, is this precisely the right the right thing? Is this precisely the right day and the right time? Because, I mean, and at the uh, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, who knows? But but you are here. You're going to work hard. You're doing, mo- you're going to do movements that are going to give you a great bang for your buck and you're just going to enjoy yourself. And I mean, if you're not enjoying yourself, then you're just, you're not going to come back. You're going to keep chasing something else and mm. keep stressing yourself out. The yeah. people
3: who are having fun when they're working out are going to make more progress over time. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Yeah. And I think American in general, we just take things so serious all the time. Everything's so serious. Everything's like a big deal and it's an emergency and it has to be done now, now, now. And there's a lot to be learned from some other cultures where they take life at a lot more relaxed pace. um, And they're, they're a lot happier. There's a lot of studies showing that they're a lot happier than people in America, even though America has has, material success. Yeah. 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 I mean, there has, there has to be, there has to be balance. I mean, that attitude
0: is kind of what made America what it is. But at the same time, you know, we're kind of getting to the other end of that, of that bell curve where you know, yeah, we're really successful, but we're keep getting, you know, more depressed and depressed. Yeah. yeah. So you've got to, you've got to balance it out. Definitely.
1: Definitely. So let's just go back over just real quickly. Eat, sleep, move, rest. So if you need to, if you need to cheat on the cheat sleep sheet, that was a little difficult to say, (laughs) uh, eat, sleep, move, rest. We're going to, we're going to approach things in that order. And if, we're asking questions about movement, then probably the people inside the box are gonna start asking you about those top two things first before we get into that. So focusing on what you're taking in, focusing on how much you're sleeping, then moving in the correct ways and then making sure that rest is there. That last one having fun, because everybody knows the thing that you hear last is the thing you remember first. So maybe injecting that into our culture in a new way.
3: Yeah, and you can download this. uh, There's a longer version uh it's like three or four pages there's also an article about it and then there's a one page cheat sheet you can download uh maybe we can put it in like the show notes or something chase we can do that
2: yeah we'll see <laughs> yeah well, we can. <laughs> you know what's gonna
1: happen i was about to transition to the next portion of the episode and then i remember i was re-fired last uh last episode you are
2: outside the box
1: Man, you can wow. you can sing it as long as you want it's still not as good it's, so, it's that I, mustache. I thinks he's,
3: uh, the late singer for Queen. Speaking <laughs> of, is, yeah. look,
1: great segue here. We end up talking about the cheat sheet. We end up talking about having fun, making things fun. And then our outside the box is talking about decades and music. What affects your mood better than music? We probably shouldn't answer that question, but I'm trying to make a point that music is a pretty powerful thing.
2: Yeah. Yep. yeah Yeah. man (laughs) yeah man
1: totally somebody frame the question for me what is what's the actual question so
3: so the question is what the top three music decades Mm. so for you your top three decades of music wow
1: uh okay i think i have an answer to that I think we should yeah, we should bat them around. The quarterback thing went well, I think yeah. we started Can with Can we three. have
2: some clarification? Are we grading this like we're grading quarterbacks or just our own personal Not like, like own what own do we like personal, the best?
1: Yeah. Personal preference. Okay. How
2: would you how would you even do that? <laughs> well listen, the forties, you know, they really have to You had more number little...
1: ones. Well yeah, then, I don't know. There's <laughs> uh Okay, so what who, who's gonna start us off? Chris, man, you got things going really well with this quarterback discussion. Okay. So let's start with your. I can't wait to hear this. Actually,
0: yeah, you know, it's definitely another subjective topic. You know, you can't really, you know, stack things up and see which one, you know, which one stacks higher. I know. For me, I I look. I look at music through the lens of like my three favorite genres: uh, uh, rock, hip hop, and country. So, yeah. (laughs) All over the place, yeah. I, know. It's like, I a like soup a, sandwich, bro. Yeah, I like a, I like a lot of music, a lot of different kinds of music. Where's so, the Backstreet um, Boys in that category? Mm, yeah, they're not in there. That's, <laughs> that's rock. You, I think. Yeah. So, um, so starting at uh, starting at uh, for number three, I did the uh, I said the 70s because for me this was rock and roll at its all-time peak it did not get any better from here still some pretty good Mm. in the 80s and the 90s but to me like you look at like you said uh, you were talking about Queen Rush Led Zeppelin ACDC CCR Van Halen Journey Aerosmith when all these guys were really hitting their strides for me in terms of in terms of rock there was not a better a better time for quality at any other point.
1: Are we going to point out that probably drug use was also at its peak? Well, yeah, then, sure. Uh, but uh, yeah. for
0: for that's most a performance uh, enhancers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's when that's when most artists are at their best.
1: That's right. I hear you. So seven. You're um that you would put that as like the number three slot. The seven yeah, yeah, that, okay. yeah.
0: That's the uh, that's the number three. Uh, and to me, um, outside of outside of rock, though, at pretty much everything else in the seventies. was Garbage,
1: yeah, pretty bad. I would, I would agree with that.
2: You didn't like disco, uh, disco no. was incredible. <laughs> oh, come, come on, on, you don't come like on. the bgs gees, man? earth, wind, and fire?
1: <laughs> don't make me lose Negative. respect for our, my own podcast here. This is ridiculous.
0: <laughs> hey, that's How do you good. not like
2: that? Yeah, it just makes me want to buy a pair of <laughs> cargo pants. That's all it does for me.
1: It makes me want to find an old navy as fast as possible. So, the disco thing, you get it, right? Okay, let's move on. So, the number three hunter's number three.
3: Uh, so I kind of frame this based off kind of charting my, my favorite bands and musicians and such. Um, my number three is the 80s. Uh, I really got in the 80s in college. A lot of people in college really liked uh, 80s music and played it a lot, so I really got into it. But Journey is one of my favorite bands, and that, that was their heyday. Um, there, there's just a lot of that you know, kind of cheesy uh, sound and music that is not necessarily like the highest quality music, but it's like fun to listen to. Uh, so great I'll, sing-alongs yeah yeah, yeah I'll, right. I'll go with the 80s as my number three. Oh, that was
2: quick for hunter <laughs> 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 uh sorry my number three is actually the uh 2000s but it's not because of uh anything mainstream really except one guy and one guy only and ben i think you know who it is uh, Theory of a Deadman. John Mayer. John, John Mayer. Mayer. <laughs> I almost said Cage the Elephant, but I'm like,
1: man, that was an old episode. People probably don't remember that. Yeah,
2: yeah. no, it's John Mayer. It just, if any dude, it, like, just is the pinnacle of, like, awesomeness in a decade, I think it's John Mayer who just kind of owned the 2000s in his own little uh, subset of genre, whatever. He was huge. He was, he was huge. Huge, huge. Huge. Uh, Make blues great again. <laughs> <laughs> but there's also, I also have a little bit of the... Uh, sentimental values that go with it because like a lot of the things that like bring me back to like childhood and stuff like that a lot of things that i blocked out get kind of a uh, brought back to the surface in a good way sometimes when i hear like some early rihanna stuff like that uh beyonce in the closet to the left you know it's where things belong <laughs>
0: that's what that's what that's what incubus does for me if i want to go back to high school real quick i'll yep. turn some incubus on that's fair yeah
1: do you guys know what the name of that band means crazy terrible story yeah, All right, it's so dark. Now, yeah, it's very dark. <laughs> so we're starting. We're starting with a third. I think I'm going. to, This is going to shock the world. I'm going to put the '90s as number three.
2: Hmm, okay. Yeah, I would agree that that's going to shock the world.
1: Yeah, for for me to put the '90s at number three because here's what's happened. I've gone back on Spotify and I've listened to some stuff from the '90s. I'm like, this is really, really bad music. But yeah. I listened to it
2: a lot.
0: In, in, in
1: some in some genres, yes, it was a very bad time for
0: music. Yeah, yeah. And so. Also for
2: music videos, there's not a single good music video from the 90s. I'll stand by that.
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Maybe I'll go with you. Mr. Jones County Crow is pretty. You know, he had the boots. He was on the railroad track. It's just quintessential. 90s. They're all just yeah, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't make it good. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna put the 90s there as the number three because I mean, even though it's my coming of age music and I still listen to a lot of it, if you're looking at the entire decade weak.
2: Mm. Even like with Nirvana, stuff like that, Fruit well, fighters came around in the 90s? Yeah,
1: I'm not saying there are no bright spots, and I still But listen. they're
2: not bright spots for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I remember, yeah, we don't have time to go through all the Nirvana stuff, but still, it, I think it was because it was just shocking and it was a little bit overrated. I mean, as I go back and listen to Pearl Jam and stuff, I'm like, whoa, this original Pearl Jam stuff, yeah. and the, whatever they were doing to show up with that kind of music, good for them. Oasis,
0: yeah. Oasis man yeah Oasis. have
1: you ever seen the get where they one bro- brother heckles the other at their own concert <laughs> fantastic you should look that up it's pretty awesome so i'm gonna go with 90s number three
2: cool okay. chris
1: we're back
0: th- oh, okay i actually went with uh with 90s at number two just because okay. you know i'm still i'm looking through uh through my lens of the three uh my three favorite genres you know definitely there were like you're saying there's some bright spots for uh for rock for sure with like with a uh, Alison Chains and uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers and stuff like that. But uh, for me, this was the um, the best time to be listening to uh, to hip hop and country music, because this was when um, when you had uh, when you had Tupac and Biggie going on, and you had uh, you had groups like uh, like De La Soul, Run DMC, Bone Thugs, yeah. and guys like that. And then um, and then for me, it was uh, the best time in country. It was probably, I'm definitely biased because, you know, when I was riding around with my mom, this was all the stuff that she listened to. Right. And uh, so, like, you know, but.
1: Hey, one you, word, Garth. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean
0: you yeah. can't argue with, uh, you know, George Strait, Garth, uh, Clint Black, Alan Jackson, people like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, at no point was Aaron country tipping. better. Tippin. And I country mean. has sure, sure gotten worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Don't give me Do and get me started. Do not get me started.
1: Thank God for Chris Stapleton. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, he's really
0: more blues
1: <laughs> than Yeah, anything. yeah, I think that you could argue that. Bluegrass blues. All right, what's your number 2,
3: Hunter? Uh, my number 2 is 70s. Um same same thing going along with some of my favorite bands, Fleetwood Mac, uh Eagles, Led Zeppelin. Um it was a, it was a great time for music. Uh I like I really especially like more of the easy listening stuff now after spending all day every day in a gym, and I just get Ooh, tired of listening to man. rock and rap and I all that feel for stuff, you so yeah. I, I really enjoy, like, if I'm in there working by myself, I'll look on, play, put on, like, an easier listen playlist, or if I'm at home, I'll listen to something like that, but um, 70s, it, it was a lot, there was a lot of really good music in the 70s, so I'm, I'm going to go that number two. Sweet. Uh, much like my uh, 2000s, uh, it
2: I liked more people in the 70s than this, but this band is enough, Queen, by far my favorite band of all time, which is a bold thing to say because I like a lot of the things that I like are actually bands, but I freaking love Queen. Like they just span genres like no other. It's awesome. They got the uh, kind of pseudo disco with uh, another one bites dust. Yeah, we will rock you. They got the ballads of uh, like, we are the champion stuff like that. Bohemian, yeah. Bohemian. Well, yeah, that's, that's, I don't even know what genre that is. It just it transcends is. genres. Yeah, so the, it's it in does. a class
0: by itself for
2: sure. Yeah. 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 It's so good. So yeah, Queen saves that decade enough for me, but I also love the classic. Like I loved, uh, I loved early. Uh, oh my gosh. Ozzy Osbourne. Um, what is his original band called? Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath. Good yeah. Lord, I kept want to say Iron Maiden, and that is not at all right. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> uh, of Iron Man, I think is what I was trying to yeah. do. Is some kind of weird thing. But I love Led Zeppelin stuff like that. There's just a lot of a lot of good heavy stuff that doesn't exist in a good way nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, th- everything today that is that is trying to venture into that is just a copy. Yeah, the you only know? people that have gotten close is Wolf Mother, and I only say that because Chris will know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> I know. No, I know
1: who you're talking about. I know Wolf Mother. Nice. I okay.
2: forgot to mention Pink Floyd in
1: my 70s, too. They're, They're intense one of my guys. So this is very anticlimactic, but I, I think 70s, too, like if I, if I want to put some music on while I'm just enjoying something – outside or just kind of, you know, in that space, relaxing space. And it's, you just know if you start a playlist in that decade, you're going to hit a lot of good music. Mm-hmm. Uh That's what I'm going to put on set. So, so I'll put 70s as my number two as well for all the same reasons already mentioned. Yeah. All
0: right, well, my number one, I put the 60s. What? Whoa. That's my number one. <laughs> oh, my
1: gosh. I thought I was going to be the only guy. Yeah. Okay, tell me your reasons. So,
0: I mean... <laughs> But so I have three reasons: Uh, the Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, and Bob Dylan. Uh, I mean, do I need to say anything else? Okay. And uh, so, and I did not
2: take you as a Bob Dylan guy.
0: Well, well, here's uh, here's the thing: is um, to me, you know, I have my favorite genres of music, and like I definitely did not listen to Bob Dylan, Hendrix, and uh, and the Beatles as much as all the other music. But you know, I look at those guys and I look at the music back then, and it was on such another level from a. Talent perspective and people that actually had things to say. I mean, it really it it revolu- the music revolutionized an entire generation. You know, music went from just something that you listened to to now you were
2: who all three did act- you say? what three did you say again? Hendrix, Be- yeah,
0: Hendrix, the Beatles, and Bob Dylan. Yeah, and um, so I mean, to me, that to me, uh, those groups back then, I'm so jealous of the people that actually got to see all those bands and groups coming up because like they are just to me just this untouchable talent can you mm, imagine seeing the
2: beatles live not even because of like what they can do live it's just the aura around it like, yeah you know, there's loud concert. concerts now i can't yeah. imagine
3: you just how be surrounded how it was by like a bunch then. of screaming girls exactly yeah, like, but the yeah. music's listen, still good
2: so you don't feel bad about being there yeah like and like, like listen to
0: uh, uh, listen <laughs> to um to uh jimmy hendrix uh, without the vocals or anything just uh jimmy hendrix play little wing solo
1: i mean oh my god <laughs> yeah it's pretty good yeah, Jimi Hendrix shreds. That's what they need to look Jimi up. Jimi Hendrix shreds. Eric <laughs> Clapton shreds. All right, so we got the '60s. Totally
3: shocked by that. Awesome. What do you got? I think the '60s is the best for music, but for me personally, my favorite is the '90s. Uh, that's when I came of age and started really getting into music. Started buying CDs. I would be in those. <laughs> I would be you just said buy CDs. I would be in those CD clubs where you could buy like get like thirteen for a penny if as long as you agreed to buy like three or four, you know, yeah. over the next three years. Uh, so I had a bunch of CDs. Uh, but my favorite band of all time, Red Hot Chili Peppers, that was their, their best decade. Uh, I, you know, there's a lot of, not necessarily highest quality uh, music in the 90s, but stuff that I like to listen to and I still like to listen to it just because I, I enjoy it. Um, but I, I got to go with the 90s just because that's, I always go back. It makes me feel, whenever I listen to 90s music, it makes me feel, um, makes me feel alive. I agree with that. It needs to be
1: alive, man. I would, here's what needs to happen, though, because Spotify just isn't doing it for me. When I'm in the gym working out, um, at one of those open gym times, I'm trying to find a 90s playlist to work out to. And yeah. we got to build our own, man, because there's not enough Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's just not enough stuff that you know needs to be on there.
3: I, I built my own chill playlist that I, I play whenever I'm either working out on my own or at home, like on the weekend, just trying to relax. Um and it's got like 150, 200 songs, mostly 90s. But it, there is like, you know, some Fleetwood Mac, Pink Floyd, Man, uh, Journey dude, stuff in there. Available. So, Oh, it's available. You just got to search for Hunter Owen and it's, it's my chill playlist, bro. Chill. It's my chill, bro. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't think of that for working out, but I see what you mean now.
1: All right. So you're number one, Chase.
2: I'm very glad Hunter did what he did just there. Because I think if he hadn't given the prerequisites of like, this is just things I like. I know it's not the greatest decade. I would have felt a little ashamed about mine, but I'm going to own it more now. But when I think about like what decade has most of my favorite bands in it, it's the two thousand tens. Like I there's a lot of good music coming out.
3: Music ended officially in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, never, never have you said that a more <laughs> true statement. thing. I quit
0: I quit listening to music after two thousand three, <laughs> But it's Maybe like seven.
2: when I start thinking about like the indie bands that I like I like uh, like Cage Elephant, Colony House, John Mayer still dropping freaking awesome music in the two thousand tens. We'll go with that. Yep. Lanny, have you have you guys heard of Of Lanny, it's the most like it's what the eighties could have been if it wasn't so dead gum cheesy. It's all the same instruments and stuff. What a very accurate description of that band. Thank you. It's just there's a lot of stuff that's like you gotta find some of it kind of under the radar. Like anything that you're listening to on like Y101 or anything from Ryan Seacrest, everything's completely off my radar. Garbage. 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 But there's so much like thank the Lord for Spotify and it's like (laughs) ability to read what you like and to say, oh, you might like this. You're right, Spotify. I do like that.
3: <laughs> hey, hey, that's a that's a quick side note. Do you think Spotify has revolutionized the music industry? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No sure. doubt. More no so doubt. than anything else ever.
2: Uh, I think. Uh, oh What's the more than Napster? Yeah, more I'll, I'll Napster. say. I think. I think. I think Napster started it, but I think when Spotify made it legal to do essentially the same, same thing, thing? Yeah. Yeah. we're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. I
1: don't feel so bad about my music now. Exactly. Yeah, so the 2000, man, that's a shocker too. So I'm, I'm going to come back around to the 60s. Um, I'm going to make this, I'll make this brief. But to me, it is like the mixture of what I would think of is rock and Motown. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, wow. So this, there's, they kind of were borrowing from each other a little yeah. bit. They, and they did have something to say, but what, you run. What decade is
2: James Brown?
1: Yeah, he's got some. You know, that, he, that's he would him. starting in the '60s. Yeah, cool, yeah, he's got some there. So a lot of the stuff maybe that was hitting in the '70s, early '70s too. There's some overlap here for these great artists. But you've got like, think about when a man loves a woman. Percy Sledge. Like, gosh, what a song. "Doctor of the Bay." Otis Redding. But then you've got my generation with the Who. Uh, Papa's Got <laughs> a Brand New Bag. James Brown. Purple Haze. Jimi Hendrix. Um, what was the other one I was thinking of? I think Dylan's in here. There's some great
2: jam songs back then. Yeah, like they just solid like instrumentals after the chorus and stuff like that. There's so many good options like that. Yeah, you got white room.
0: You know what I loved about about Bob Dylan is that he essentially he was like. Here's the melody. Here's the chorus. and then I'm just gonna do whatever I want.
1: Mm. Yeah, with it, that freaking harmonica. it might. Harmonica yeah, is what it, it, might was.
0: it might rhyme. It might not. I might change tempos right in the middle of right in the yeah. middle of this line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's an incredible TED Talk on Bob Dylan and his music. Have you Have you seen that? Mm-mm. Oh man, I want. Yeah, to Yeah, it's that really out. good. It basically shows that Bob Dylan, everything he did, he was copying another song, and he just reversed everything that's why that's why his music sounds the way that it does because if this other song went up he went down if it got faster he went slower and that's how he this guy's making the case, I don't know if it's true or not, but he makes a pretty compelling case mm. that that was the genius behind Bob Dylan. Like
3: another his songs or somebody else's No, song? no,
1: somebody else's like older songs uh, that he, you know, grew up and knew and all that and, and he, he was, just reversed it. He was taking those and re- and he he, it. And, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks it, for clearing that. That's his, exactly he put what his I meant. am thing down first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I meant. So I'm going to put the CCs there because I think there's like a, there's something pretty cool to me Especially understanding what's going on in the United States at that time when you have music crossing over all those prejudices, borrowing from each other, respecting each other. I mean, it's just Mm -hmm. that's kind of a cool thing to think about. And on the backside of that, just some incredible music coming out and artists that I think you're right, Chris. You just won't find those kind of artists in, anymore. Like,
0: you, you can go back and listen to music for the 70s and really appreciate that you are in, you're in the presence of uh, greatness yeah. when it comes to artists. I agree for with sure. that.
1: The other thing, too, and I know this is probably getting more deep than we want to here at the end of the episode, but you've got Vietnam in there, and music attaches to Vietnam yeah. in this really crazy way and mm-hmm. gives it this kind of aura that's just...
0: Uh, Bob Dylan song, uh, blow, uh, Blowing in the Wind.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So a lot, a lot of those songs were saying something very political in response to the war. So,
2: literally all of CCR's discography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so
1: you know, just uh maybe we should send people to the Forrest Gump soundtrack and just to see what we mean. Yeah, but, uh,
0: and you know, and actually when I was uh, when I was thinking about my list last night, you know, I was like, what's the greatest soundtrack in the history of movies? It's Forrest Gump. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, it's not yeah. like
2: confined to any mm-hmm. decade. It's just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes Everything. a lot of sense,
1: man. What a great discussion! I think I've got some some tunes when I hit the car in just a minute, I, I will probably have a wreck because I'm staring at my phone driving, yeah. picking up <laughs> this music. But yeah, I think I'm gonna go back to the '60s and just soak that in, soak that in a little more. So, man, what a great discussion! Thank so you. that takes us to uh, recommends, right? We got some recommends we want to put out there.
3: Yeah, I got one. Uh, <laughs> the answer is always <laughs> yes. <from 100. laughs> yes, I got one. Uh, Steve Jobs book by Walter Isaacson. Uh, I read that one. Uh, last month, it was it was really good. I, I'm really getting into good biographies, and um, it was fascinating just to see uh, his uh, relentless pursuit of of success and perfection, and how he never settled for anything less than what his vision was. And he was very hard on his people, but it was because he had he had a idea in mind of what he wanted, and he didn't settle for anything less. And he was always trying to be the best at uh what he was doing and he revo- i mean he revolutionized the music industry with itunes he revolutionized the computer industry he revolutionized the phone industry i mean like the guys completely changed um and and the uh the uh, with the itunes or the apple store he revolutionized the the store retail from, industry yeah. yeah retail industry so i mean he's completely changed uh changed the face of of business in four different industries so he was a fascinating character but also at the same time like just completely neglected his family. You know, he had a, <laughs> yeah. he had a daughter um, that he just kind of, he was like, I'm not having anything to do with her before he was married. And then, you know, his, he didn't spend a whole lot of time with his family. So he was just so really focused on one pursuit and, and uh, just gave up on everything else. So it was really interesting just to see his growth and, and change uh, throughout, throughout his life and, and how much he cared about what he did uh, and how much everything else sacrificed uh, to get where he was. Yeah,
1: I see that. That brings me to my recommend, uh, which is ankle socks. Oh. So, yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just gonna stop that there. Just I think somebody needs to take a take a stand and bring those back.
0: Hmm. I'm with you. <laughs> no shows. Yes, yeah. that's right, man.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, not the little the the slipper kind that some guys are wearing. That just makes me nervous. They need to show above your shoes, but not oh, yeah. very much. Yeah, yeah I'm, uh, I'm with you, bro. I'm, yeah. So above I'm the fly, ankle I'm socks? flying that flag with you. <laughs> right above. Maybe, maybe so we below, should bring those below back. Below the
0: ankle bone.
1: Yeah, above above the, lip of, yeah, the lip of the shoe. There are rules. We don't have time to go into those. But, uh, you know, um, if, if my socks are tall enough to have bacon on them, something's wrong.
2: <laughs> what? You are What you just started the switch to, liking in the socks that have all the patterns I was patterns hoping somebody stuff. would
1: point that out. I just can't decide. It's yeah. like, pick a lane, Ben.
2: Oh, do both. Who says you have to do
3: one? Oh,
1: You're such a pick a lane guy. Mind blown. Wrap this up, will you? Fine.